Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. On the main page, I have it listed as the Fightful Raw Podcast. I guess we can call it that. It doesn't really matter. You all know where to find it. Fightful.com. Head over there uh, every Monday night. Come join in on our live Raw discussion. Tuesdays, come join in on our live SmackDown discussion. Wednesdays, NXT. Thursdays, Impact. Friday, there's usually a Bellator show going on. Saturday, UFC. This Sunday, we have WWE Payback. Of course, we have post-show podcasts for uh, SmackDown, for all major UFC shows, and uh, WWE pay-per-views. I am joined tonight by a man who no longer has to cover Monday Night Raw. But he is forced to watch it. <laughs> and tonight it, it was forced. It was a rough effort, Alex. Now, now don't, sound like, don't sound like your brewers are getting beat like 10 to 4 or anything. They're not. No, 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 no it's quite the opposite. They're, they love feasting on Cincinnati Reds pitching. So, uh, so that's good. But that's the don't only highlight racist, of my Alex. evenings since the Bucks lost by like 30 and now are forced to win in game six at home to prolong the series. The last time that happened, they played. I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear your crybaby bullshit because the Bulls yeah. are. are... Well, was, the Bulls. The Bulls beat our Bucks. My Bucks by fifty-four points in Game Six of the last playoff series they were in. That's how they lost that. So I don't want to see that happen again. Hey guys, but, if yeah. you don't want to dress as horribly as Alex Palowski, head over to prowrestlingtees.com/slash Sean Ross Sapp. Get a Crack and Fight Team shirt. A your boy shirt. A Catches Catch Can Wrestling shirt. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful. Get a Fightful shirt and get one of those ridiculous shirts with my face on it. Those are there. Of course, head over to Fightful.com for all your news, photos, videos, podcasts, interviews from MMA, wrestling, boxing. We got you covered. All that good stuff. Oh, man. Oh, man. Also, guys, of course, subscribe to us. iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Leave us a thumbs up. Leave us a positive review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. If you, even if you don't use iTunes, head over there. Do us a solid. Thousands of you watch this show. Every review helps uh, promote us a little bit more. We got the go-home show for Raw before payback. And Alex, back in my day, <laughs> they used to do something special with these shows. Not all the time. But now it seems like they... Don't like to make sense of a lot of stuff. It's uh let's not get injured show. Mm-hmm. One of those. Let me let me ask you, Alex. Uh is the Miz doing anything on payback? Nope. 
Is Finn Balor doing anything on Payback? Well, I mean, The Miz is interviewing Finn Balor on the pre-show. Oh, is he? Is yeah. that is that that was announced? Hot damn! Yeah, we Miz TV on the pre-show. Got to tune in for that. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So uh, as we go through this episode of Raw, as we get to each respective segment, we will make a prediction on the show. We ask you, please tweet out the link. Please share us, thumbs us up, all that good stuff. Monday Night Raw kicked off with uh, the Kansas City crowd was very hot for Chris Jericho. He says it's going, going to be the last highlight reel in Monday Night Raw history because if he wins Sunday at Payback over against Kevin Owens, he has to move to SmackDown as United States champion. The Miz comes out and cancels the highlight reel in favor of Miz TV. But then Dean Ambrose comes out, cancels Miz TV in favor of the Ambrose Asylum. Ambrose gives Jericho a rather hilarious light-up jacket made of Christmas lights in order to make up for the $15,000 jacket that he ruined. Alex, I felt guilty for liking this segment. Yeah, no. Because I was like, uh, I, I did though. Like when he told Jericho to try it on, man. Yeah, I I chuckled at the $45 JCPenney <laughs> blazer adorned with Christmas lights. I chuckled at that. And I was actually shocked, truthfully, honestly shocked that they went, they actually addressed the fact that Chris Jericho and Dean Ambrose in storyline still hate each other. Yes. Because usually if, if, as we see, as we're seeing with Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, if two guys were against each other six months ago, and all of a sudden one of them turns babyface, one of them turns heel, everything that was between the two of them specifically is just forgotten water under the bridge. Well, let's never mention it again, but tonight the whole thing between Dean and Chris was uh, a huge, you know, scripted part of that. Like, like, let's retcon this by actually using clever dialogue and, and situations. Uh, I did love the the the, uh, the segment later where Chris took him off the list, then put him right back on. That was yeah. clever. All that stuff was good. That was all fine. But I was actually excited when I thought for one night, just one night, I was going to get a Miz versus Jericho one-on-one match and Dean Ambrose wouldn't be there and I wouldn't have to see Miz versus Ambrose for the 78th time. And then Ambrose. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that. Let, let's calm down. Let's calm down. All right. I'm already trying Dirty to Deeds start. the Miz. Then Maurice gets put on, put on the list. Big pop. I love that. I love, as you mentioned, the Ambrose-Jericho <laughs> interactions. The thing is, when you explain shit like that, it can turn into a show-long storyline of why would these two guys get along. But when you don't, it leaves people like, well, why the hell that happened? Why should anything that I watch on this show matter? Why do the nuances matter? Mm-hmm. But they it was phenomenal what they did in making this a continuous deal. Yeah. It, it's like, then if you put strange bedfellows together again, hey, get a couple segments out of that. Roman Reigns ain't there tonight. Speaking of, I wanted to talk, to, talk about that. Um, Roman Reigns was planned, originally planned to be here. Oh, in Kansas City on the show, but obviously the unfortunate passing of his brother Rosie uh, prevented that. So definitely uh, condolences to his family. Shane Helms will be back this week on the podcast. I gave him the week off last week. He wanted to do it, but I I thought it would be best considering that 
he had just got off a flight and th- that situation had happened that I'd give him a little bit of time in his place. We had a, a JJ Dillon retro podcast, him talking about leaving WWF for WCW in the middle of the Monday night war. Go check that out. We will be back with Shane this week, but we're going to try to do some more of those JJ podcasts. If we can come to terms, neat stuff like that. <clears throat> Matt Hardy defeated Sheamus. Uh, Jeff was ringside. Cesaro was ringside as well. I like the last two weeks, and maybe it'll be a formula moving forward, but it seems strategic. They're you know, not working the Hardys too damn much, one week on, one week off type of thing. But that just could be for this show. Either way, Jeff and Matt aren't taking any, like, take, cutting any, making any shortcuts in the ring with the exception of Matt switching from the leg drop to the elbow drop, which is good for him, good for his back. They teased uh, the white noise of the apron. Then Matt hit a side effect of the apron. Matt is still adding little broken nuances to his matches. And uh, also in my notes was that Matt got some monster air on a bulldog that Seamus helped him out with. <laughs> Tossed yeah. him up a little bit. That was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost thought it was Seamus countering it into like a side slam or something. Yeah. But nope, nope. We're just going to keep it off the bulldog. That was good. Um. Seamus killed Matt Hardy with a knee that Matt Hardy sold the hell out of, just beautifully. Seamus turns his attention to Jeff Hardy outside, and because he did that, and it was his own fault, Matt hits the twist of fate, gets the win. This was a fun match. I liked it. Uh, It's better than a Matt Hardy-Seamus match I thought would be. Tastara was a little hot, and then Seamus was kind of like, no, no, it's my fault. I let it get out of hand. What do you think of the match, Alex? And where's this going, Sheamus and Cesaro? They you, do you see a potential heel turn? Uh, yeah, I, I see that. That's always possible. I mean, to me, if if Jeff won against Cesaro last week and Matt won against Sheamus this week, that usually means that they're not going to win it on Sunday. Uh, so might a Sheamus and Cesaro uh, um, victory? if not a heel turn, be the catalyst that breaks Matt Hardy in WWE? Could we see it this soon? Uh, is that a possibility? Uh, I don't want to go too far before I plug uh, your and my a little investigative journalism from last week uh, oh, of yeah. the refrigerator situation uh, in the Hardy household that was broken. I think we should repost that. Yeah, we I think should. I'm going to go repost that on the site right now. Yeah. yeah. It was hard-hitting journalism. Uh, you got the quotes, and I wrote the article. And uh, very proud of uh, Fightful in its uh, journalistic endeavors. Yeah, the situation was Rebby wanted a new fridge. I reached out to Matt. I said, Matt, what the hell's up with this? You're denying your lady a fridge? And he said, we got a pretty pretty good one. It's like 10 years old, but she wants one with the touch screen. And I just bought her a new, a new washer and dryer. But she wants a new fridge. And I asked him, is it true that Impact Wrestling is going to try to tax you on this fridge to take some of your money? He said, yes, they sent a carrier owl to collect. I'm going to repost that. It'll be back up on the site in about eight minutes at 1130 Eastern. For those of you who want to check it out, uh, probably the best piece of wrestling journalism that has ever been conducted. I'd just like to say to the Ryan Satins of the world, the Dave Meltzers of the world, the Justin Labars of the world. Um, suck it, first off. Just just suck it because you didn't get that exclusive. But 
your boy did. And your other boy, Alex Pawlowski, put it together. Yeah. So, I mean, bad boy, bad boy Casey of Squared Circle Sirens. Uh, sorry, you didn't get the scoop. Sean Ross Sapp did. Would you say that all of those you've mentioned are now obsolete? I, I would say that they're all obsolete. I would say that I have rendered them obsolete. Yeah, good, good. There's going to be a lot of people who take that seriously. A lot of people who take that seriously. I, I know. <laughs> and I like all the people that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just I just want to say that before you all go and harass people on Twitter. Um, yeah, but uh, that that was a very fun story. It got a great great reaction too. So I was yeah. I was happy. I like for us to have a little bit of fun with this stuff because Alex, may I know you're in the same boat as me, but. Yeah. If you can't have a little bit of fun covering people pretending to fight in their underpants, <laughs> what the hell did you get in the line of work I for? What like, are we I mean, it's, yeah. What are we even still doing here? Serious. Right. Yeah. You can still cover it seriously, but have a little fun with it. Yeah. Last year, I did an interview with Matt Hardy completely in character for his Big Money Matt thing. I would, mm-hmm. Matt was like, I want to do it in character. I said, that's the only way I want you to do it right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not looking for shoots on on TNA at that that juncture anyway. That was wasn't fun. Oh man! So we got this Cesaro and Sheamus versus Hardy Brothers match next weekend. I know that you seem to think Cesaro and Sheamus are taking this based on the formula. I think yeah. the Hardys are going to win, and it's going to further this aggression of Cesaro and Sheamus. That's certainly a possibility as well. I mean, all I'm saying is the formula that the WWE usually uses is if you win on the regular shows, you lose at the pay-per-view. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I honestly, I don't mind either one because I think that Cesaro and Sheamus are the perfect guys to work with the Hardys their first time, as soon as they're getting back, getting back into the WWE style, um, you know, and they're going to protect them. They're not going to let them kill themselves because these guys, you know, especially Jeff, still a spot monkey. Uh, he's going to do these things uh, that might get him hurt. And so to have a guy who's going to look out for him, working, working with them, that's the best way to do stuff. Um, yeah, I, I like Sheamus and Cesaro as a tag team. I cannot believe that I'm saying that because I hated the idea of them as a tag team when they were doing their, you know, when they were like, oh, just just kidding. Now that we've uh, you've wrestled each other seven times, let's make you a tag team. I hated that to begin with, but now I love it. Well, I, I like that it came full circle, and they, they addressed it upon Mick Foley leaving, and they thanked him for doing yep. that. Yep, a little continuity. It was, it was a character way. building. He was, he was essentially Calvin's dad from Calvin and Hobbes. He was trying to just <laughs> build their character. That was a good under my backstage. Yeah, under my backstage crappings list, I have Kurt Angle and The Miz are jucking it up. Uh, first off, Kurt Angle is not six feet tall. No. In no way. No. Um. Miz has to find a partner to face Jericho and Ambrose. He is later turned down by Cesaro and Sheamus. And then Axel and Slater backstage who are doing uh, media for the Marine Five. I liked the, the tie-in to the Marine movie, and it got it got three other guys on TV too. I thought that was pretty damn brilliant. Yeah, no, I, I like that too. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Rhino worked a singles match on main event tonight, so I don't know what they're doing with Heath and, and Rhino. I want to see them well, I mean, on – on he screen was with, stuff. 
Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, they were together on screen. I want to see them in the tag division. The tag division is sorely lacking on the undercard. But uh, I love I love what uh, Heath can bring. And Axel, when he's having fun and not being a heel, it can be a lot of fun too. So that was cool. I like that segment. Sure. So, like, yeah, and, and it got a mention of the Marine Five on TV. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, sure. Rhino and Heath Slater are still a tag team. They were in a segment together, literally mentioning that they were already a tag team. Right. We are told that Orton versus Wyatt's House of Horrors match will start out in the House of Horrors, but end up in the arena. Wyatt cuts a spooky promo. I am so sick of this shit. Yeah. Anything uh, there? No, the spooky promo is the spooky promo. The problem is, is that, like, this is the thing. I, I, keep, I, I am adamant about this. Everything that we hate about the stereotypical Wyatt spooky promo and all of his theatrics, and we are going, this is stupid. We only think that because he's booked to lose. Can you imagine this guy if he was, he was booked to win half of his feuds? Like, to look strong, you know, 65% of the time uh, instead of being a joke? We would actually think these, these, these cool promos that he writes himself – we're cool as opposed to like, oh my God, I'm talking again because we all know the outcome is going to be he's going to lose another damn match. And he's going to show up unexpectedly, not... randomly, and because he does that, that starts a feud. That's how all of his feuds start. Right. right. Every single exactly. one of them. Yep. Eh, yeah. Samoa Joe, Anderson, and Gallo are in the back and they cut a really contrived promo. But Anderson does call Enzo a butt nugget. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah, no, he. I can't think of a more apt description of Enzo Amore than butt nugget. Oh man, why do you hate him so much, Alex? I just do. I just do at this point. I really do. Mm. Austin Aries and Jack Gallagher defeated TJP or TJ Perkins and Neville. I like the way this match started. It was a little different than other cruiserweight matches. They went right at it. Uh, Gallagher sent TJP cannonballing into Neville. Of course, Aries and Gallagher eventually get the win. I want to see them change TJ Perkins' music to like the castle music in Mario. Yeah, yeah. If he's gonna, you, you, you can still keep the 1988 video game music, but you know, let's change it up. It's called eight bit, Alex. Give it the times. Yes, eight bit music. Eight bit music. Right. Yes, using the MIDI. Uh, yeah, I understand. Um, I, I I agree. They can change up a little bit more, but um, I'm I'm in the, the in the camp that that heel TJP is just babyface TJP like tweaked slightly, and I like. That's all you tweak. needed. I like that tweak. You, I like it. Yeah. Who's winning, Neville Aries Sunday? I still think Neville because because it's 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 my opinion that you have to have a multi-man cruiserweight ladder match at Extreme Rules on June 4th. And that way, Neville doesn't have to be pinned to lose the belt. So you can have anybody, some wild card could take it. Mustafa yeah. Ali could take it, give it to Aries, whatever. Jack Gallagher would be a really fun favorite, you know, fan favorite uh, cruiserweight champion. You could do anything. You don't have to keep it on Neville that way. But having Neville sub- be submitted or pinned here it just seems too early. Like he's right in this, this high of being this unbeatable heel. And I think that you can keep it for a while longer. And you already have TJ Perkins and Gallagher in the mix for, right. for that situation. Right. So yeah, I think that would be 
that, that's optimal to say the least. Uh, I'm, I'm also going Neville here. I, I think he ends up winning. The dumpster match. Jesus. They like, have Rome or Strowman come out and do the oh, cheesiest. Like, you know, there, there are things. There are things that I say, and I say, I wish they would get rid of flappy pants on TV. I wish they would stop saying "you see" in promos. I wish announcers would stop saying "trust me." <laughs> I wish they would stop having people come out and cut the "each and every one of you" promo because you can't exclude some of them. Because if you say "you people," you hit, get hit with the Tropic Thunder. What do you mean, "you people"? I'm not one of those people, but he specifies each and every one of you, and he did it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, each and every one of you uh, might include Drago, who, if I were if I were him, I would kick the shit out of Kalisto for stealing my mask. Right. Yeah, that was that was interesting. That was that was uh, the hey, best, best promo of Kalisto's career happened before this match, though. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, uh, little thing that was a good lucha thing that he did. That was a good lucha thing. the The mask was uh, was created by uh, Hollywood makeup and effects wizard Tom Savini, who was in uh, From Dust Till Dawn. A uh, little little nugget that I found out. Little button. The movie, yeah, the movie, yeah. I was gonna say because it would make a lot of sense if he were on the El Rey show. Yeah, that's true. On. Yeah, that's true. No, uh, but uh, I, I, yeah, I thought that that was that was fine and good. Um, what wasn't fine and good was the terrible promo they made Braun come out and cut. You're all trash. Basically, like, hey, this is a promo where I tell you to hate me because I think you are dumb. Those are the least effective heel promos ever because anyone over the age of eight can see right through it. Anyone under the age of eight already hates Braun Strowman because he beat up their best friend, Roman. This is stupid. It's not helping anybody. And it, it, it doesn't, it was just bad. Um, when, when I saw that this, this match was happening, when they announced it yesterday or whenever, two days ago, uh, and they were like, Kalisto asked for a dumpster match with Braun Strowman. I was like, why are you doing this? It used to be every Braun Strowman match was a dumpster match. That's true. Yeah. But hey, you got better. Uh, Strowman threw Kalisto all the way across the ring with a front suplex. Yep. That was badass. Man, that was, that badass. was cool. Kalisto is smaller than at least 40% of the jobbers than that uh, yeah. Braun Strowman faced in the last six months of 2016. So he can do yeah, that. People complaining about a 12-year-old being booked to fight a 24-year-old woman in MMA in Japan, which is probably a work, by the way, guys. Right. For those of you who were really pissed about that, I'm going to guess that's a fucking work. Pardon my French. Uh, but no, no outrage over Kalisto Strowman. A 12-year-old girl's probably bigger than Kalisto. Uh, there was a nice tease that was reminiscent of the Rumble 2004 finish with the guillotine over the top rope. But how is that believable in any way? In any way that that a man? I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of really little dudes guillotine really really big dudes. Oh, that's that's totally fine in a shoot fight. I'm talking about how are we supposed to believe that this little guy Kalisto can can do that to that big guy Braun Strowman, who I will remind you two weeks ago tipped over a goddamn ambulance. Like once you Man. once you once you've gone there, well, Kalisto is way stronger than an ambulance. <laughs> you know what? what I'll, I'll, I, I th- yeah, I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to do some research on that one. Find out how <laughs> Kalisto, much Kalisto bench. 
Kalisto dropkick Strowman into the dumpster, and it was very much the, the big show table match mm-hmm. way of getting things out. It's like Strowman stepped into the dumpster. Apparently, you don't have to close the lid anymore. I had a lot of people upset about that. The best I can tell you when <laughs> was the, the message that I got back when I asked somebody who was at Raw. They said, it's been 17 years since the last match. Get over it. And I said, thanks, man. Yeah. Or woman. Yeah. Uh, what I said. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to fly with most of your audience who remembers yeah, that match from 17 years ago and remembers that you – because Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack got put in that damn dumpster a whole bunch. Hey, but hey slow down. We got, stuff, we got stuff to get to. Uh, Kalisto then dies. Like, Strowman hits some of the coolest choke slams I've ever seen in my life. Where in one motion, he grabs him by the throat, picks him up, and then slams him back down. It was pretty awesome. Throws him in the dumpster. Uh, I put that in that I hope they had a booster seat and a seat belt in there for Kalisto. He gets thrown off the super high ramp, death-defying, like, way bigger than any other ramp that they've done this off of before, Alex. I'm going to fight you in the street. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen on Raw. That was a foot and a half off the ground. I went back and I looked like I remembered that them pushing off a damn dumpster off the stage before. It wasn't at Mania. It was earlier than that. It was I looked it up. It was the February second episode, nineteen ninety eight, where where the oh. New Age Outlaws pushed him off. It was a much bigger dumpster. Alex, you have to adjust for inflation. Well, that, that you would have be, to adjust it would, for it. It would be bigger now than it was back then. Well, it was. It was at least two feet bigger than when they did it to New Age Outlaws. <laughs> that, Maybe a foot bigger. No, the, that was at least an eight-foot drop 20 years ago. This is about the same. Oh, my God. Go back and watch the video. I posted it on my Twitter. At, at most, it was two or three inches less. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to fight you in the street, Sap. That was terrible. It was so I'll give you undercut the entire premise of the match i'll give you seven eight inches that's what she said <laughs> wait no that's what he said to her <laughs> yep okay Damn. He's, he's giving you seven to eight inches tap you're in the wrong relationship Yikes. um so um, here we go maybe a foot um, maybe maybe a foot <laughs> okay if you're being generous yeah. on the measurement of Fine. the stage so let's now let's here, here's the thing i messaged the same person about this and i said <laughs> I said, what's up with the ramp? And the message I got back, and I want to make sure it's right, quote, production error. <laughs> which, which is fine. And if, they, if you're telling me they shot it at the wrong angle so you could clearly see that it dropped about 18 inches at most, that's okay. But then why do you keep going back to that same angle of the drop off the ramp? Over and over again over the course of the night, hammering the point home that, that Kalisto had to have been fine. If he was in there with a bunch of shards of broken glass and a live tiger, then I, like, I totally get why he's injured. But that, like, put me in a dumpster and knock, and hit, knock it off an 18-inch drop. I'll be fine. 
I don't see why you're so upset about it. I mean, oh, it undercut the whole premise of the whole thing. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm upset about the angle that they they showed it. I'm not upset about the the length of the drop. I mean, I don't want Kalisto right. to die or anything. No, no, neither do I. But there's there's ways of 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 protecting him in there. That whatever. That's not the point. The, my biggest point well, is you fill it with pillows or something. Sure. Two weeks ago, Braun tipped over a goddamn ambulance. And now, before the pay-per-view, he nudges a dumpster 18 inches off of an incline. Like, you're, 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 not, you're burying the lead here. Like, you've got, you got to be able to, like, do the thing that actually... Dude, I closed that hole in logic. Kalisto's stout. <clears throat> I'm just saying... He's that, a former the, United the States champion. Point of that we were talking about to begin with is that the Go Home Raw used to be a major deal. Yeah, exactly. I'm triggered. The Go Home Raw used to be a major deal. So in in the old days, you'd send this thing into pay per view with the biggest stunt you could to get people to tune into the pay per view. Now they've already they're already paying you your nine ninety nine a month. You don't care whether or not they turn into tune into it. So let's keep everybody safe. You know, wrap them up in bubble wrap. And, and drop him off the couch. Triggered. Yeah, well, I had to promise. Yeah, I, I promised I, my I, fans I would be. So, hey, man, I, I don't disagree with you on the point of Braun Strowman's strength. All kidding aside, yeah, yeah, the ramp wasn't as big. You got to shoot that from behind. They know that it should have been. I mean, uh it should have. It, yeah, you just can't do that. Or you just have him throw. Kalisto off the damn ramp into the trash can or something. Yeah. Uh, a bummer. Uh, Rowan Reigns, Braun Strowman, Sunday. Who's winning this match? Okay, so um, here's my thought about this. Before the tragedy with Roman Reigns' brother, I was 100% on Strowman because I thought they were going to go into summer with a Strowman versus Brock program. You got to keep... Strowman looking strong coming out of the spring into that with this thing with Roman's brother there, they were, and listen, it's a tragedy. It's a horrible thing. The guy lost his brother, but I do feel like they're playing up the sympathy card for Roman going into this match with Strowman. How, how do you think they did that though? Cause I heard people talking about that. Gosh, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, this is a difficult subject. The, the whole there was a a very obviously super babyface uh, promo they put together. I'm not even talking about the one where they showed his quotes from the WWE.com interview where he talked about losing his brother. And again, I want to stress, it's a horrible, real tragedy that I, I think that is, you know, that obviously the fact that the guy is even going to be at this match only two weeks after losing his brother is crazy. But week and a half, yeah. Week and a half, yeah, exactly. God, ten days or whatever it is. I can't Come imagine. Come on, Alice, get to the point. My Let's point is, point. my point is that that they seem to be pushing it as though how could Roman Reigns again in reality? How could Roman Reigns have this match only ten days after losing his brother? How how could he fight through this thing? Fight through this thing, and then to have Bro- Brock Braun Strowman beat him in that wings. It kind of saps any joy anyone could possibly feel at yay, Braun won, and now he gets to face Brock, and I really want to see that. Instead, part of you has to feel like ah, that sucks for Roman, like you know, that that he gets beat up ten days after 
he loses his brother. There's this weird thing where, where the people who want to see Roman lose can't root for Roman to lose in the way they want to root for him to lose, which is a horrible thing to feel. But I know people are out there, like, they're on my Twitter mentions going, like, yeah. now, now, well, now I can't, I, now I can't hate Roman draw, anymore. Hey, you, know? you draw a pretty nice comparison. Isaiah Thomas of the Boston Celtics unfortunately sure. lost his sister. Yeah. And there are people. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. People who there are Bulls blogs out there saying, like, this sucks, but you gotta feel good for Isaiah Thomas making this kind of comeback right. after losing his sister. So yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Uh you think Roman Reigns is taking it? I still think I think it's gonna be Braun, but I think they're gonna make Braun look extra, 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 extra heelish in in the doing in, in the winning of the match to, to to because the play on the sympathy of for Roman. In my opinion, Strowman's the guy. He is the guy now. He's the guy that should be in the Lesnar spot. He is the destroyer. He is the big monster badass. Whether he's heel, whether he's face, doesn't matter. Right. They need to deviate. He needs to be the champion at SummerSlam. Build towards Reigns, Strowman 3 at WrestleMania. And if Reigns wins, so what, who gives a shit? Who, who right. cares? I mean, that's the end game. Who cares? Braun Strowman is that dude. And, and I didn't, of course, a year ago, I didn't think he would be that dude. Every metric I've seen from web traffic to general interest to spike whenever we do an individualized story on him to YouTube numbers, it is insane. Uh, I got a guy saying, Strowman cannot carry a show, SRS, stop it. Oh, yeah, because that segment last week, or was it two weeks ago, whenever the hell the ambulance thing was, that was him carrying a show. Uh, The following week when there was no Roman Reigns, that was him carrying a show the whole time. Yeah. Yes, he can carry a show. Last week, he literally carried the show from the beginning to the end. He had the damn. He had the first uh, segment where he talked to Kurt Angle. That got two million views on on YouTube. Just him talking to Kurt Angle. Him going around beating up Golden yeah. Truth and Kalisto. People nobody care about. Like they don't care about those people, but they watch. They watch. They want to see Braun Strowman. Then he has this match with Big Show. Breaks the ring. People go ape for that shit. This yeah, guy but- is the. This guy is the guy. He is. Whether or not the WWE see it and capitalize on it is up to them. But he's the Isn't guy. Isn't it so funny? And somebody, his guy goes, one raw. Oh, no, guy, that's two raws. Back-to-back raws. And it's happened multiple times before. Yeah, It's happened several times before. Try every raw for the next year or two. Okay, try going back and looking at Roman Reigns' YouTube metrics, which are some are individualized segments that people go out of their way to see. They're all huge. Somebody says he can't be Cena. He doesn't have to be Cena. Cena is Cena. Roman right. Reigns is going to be the Cena. Look, this is I said thing. he is the guy for the Brock Lesnar spot. Right. And I, you're you're just you're in denial if you think otherwise. Yeah. I was in denial for a long time. How funny is it that the guy that should have been the guy getting the push two years right. ago was Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Two or three years ago was Daniel Bryan, and now it's a Braun Strowman who. Right. They wanted to be very, very early, and they wanted to push into an Undertaker match. And now that he's there, right. 
it's like, whoa, 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 we got this Roman Reigns guy we want to be over. What, what you have here is, especially with the, the dueling brands, is an amazing opportunity to do something where you can build a guy separately on SmackDown. I don't know who it's going to be. You can build him separately on SmackDown so that everybody, everybody loves this guy and we really root for him or whatever. And then over on Raw, you have Ron be a monster champion and never lose a match. And then the guy from SmackDown comes to Raw and they get in the ring for the first time and all of a sudden it's fucking on and everybody's like, oh my God, can this guy we love from SmackDown possibly beat Braun Strowman? And you have a program between the two of them and you have that guy from SmackDown be the first guy to beat Braun and you've made two giant stars. You know, like you can, you can do this. I don't know that they're going to, but... AJ Styles is the biggest baby face on SmackDown right now. And if anybody can get a great match out of Strowman. And the same guy says, and then Goldberg beats him in five seconds. Dude, you're splitting hairs now. You're stretching really hard. You are Michael Jordan in the fourth quarter of Space Jam (laughs) trying to make this not work. Evidence proves otherwise. Uh, Strowman can have good matches. He does have to have somebody in there that can work. He does. Like, that's, that's the thing. But the thing is, WWE has enough people that can right. work. Right. Uh, there, there's like, here's the thing. Like, you could do this amazing thing where Braun's, Braun's got the title. He says, I'll put it up against anybody, and Cesaro comes out. I don't think because Cesaro could get a great match out of Braun Strowman. Cesaro's super strong. Cesaro, that would be amazing. Like, there's all these things you can do with it. You could, you could book toward a Shinsuke Nakamura versus Braun Strowman match. Tell me, tell me who doesn't want to see that. Like, there's all kinds of things you can do towards – now, they could have Goldberg come back and beat him in five seconds. They could do that, but it's up to them whether or not that happens. Just don't do that. Use some restraint, it is, WWE. It would take a conscious effort to screw up on Braun Strowman. He is there on a platter. But then again, there were a lot of other guys there on a platter. Right. Mago was kind of there on a platter. He's not the kind of physique that uh, Vincent Mann likes. Ryback was. He was there on a platter, and mm-hmm. after his push, he increased pay-per-view buys. Yeah, Rusev was there on a platter. We saw what happened there. Maybe, maybe things will look a little bit better over on SmackDown for him. I don't know. Uh, I think Braun's going to win. I think they should. I think. I think it's going to be the right, the right move. Um, this same guy says, "I love Strowman. Just don't think he could be the face." My God, bro! For the fifth time, I am not saying he is supposed to be John Cena. I said the Lesnar spot. Yeah. The Lesnar spot. He is the guy for that spot. Listen when we talk, please. Thanks. Up next, what else do we have? Oh, Dana Brooke, Alicia Fox. Now, this otherwise would be a pointless match. It'd just be pointless. But they were able to tie a couple storylines into this uh, absolute shit show from Dana Brooke. She wins this short, otherwise pointless match after last week having it out, kind of having it out. Alicia Fox went off on her. Dana Brooks' last win on Raw was in October, and when you saw her hit her finish, which was the fireman's carry Michinoku driver, you see why. Emma comes in and hugs a very uncomfortable Dana. You think Dana runs back to her or nah? I don't know, man. It's just, it's it really, like, Alicia Fox is so much better than what they're like giving her to do here and on 205 Live where she's just chasing every cruiserweight in the division. And, you know, it's uh, – and, and and Rich Swan is clowning her, sending her gifts only to, like, screw with her. 
Like, it's just terrible. And then Dana Brooke just needs to go back to NXT for seasoning. Just send her back down to the minors. Like, she could do stuff down there. She could learn more down there. And Emma, who is legitimately an amazing character and really good in the ring, is slumming it down there with that when she should be up near the top of the division. Like, this whole thing just makes me in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Rollins, Enzo, Cass were set to face Joe Anderson and Gallows. Gallows and Anderson attacked Cass and Enzo before the match. Samoa Joe jumps in too. Balor is announced as Enzo's replacement and gets a nice hearty pat on the ass from Kurt Angle yep. on the way out. Uh, they should really explain why Finn Balor is fighting his buddies, also why he's a heavyweight when people bigger than him are competing for the cruiserweight title. It's as simple as New Japan when they say, he signed a heavyweight contract. Right. That's why he's a heavyweight. Yeah, that's fine. It's simple, and he could, he could say that. Just say, hey, I signed my deal with right. WWE. Yeah. I had already competed for the the universal title. Right. I'm not eligible. Yeah, that's Simple. that's that's totally fine too. Um, what's not fine is that uh, is that you can't keep doing. Hey, you know, I don't know if anybody back at home knows, but Finn Balor and the club used to run together in Japan. Don't you know they're buddies? You can do that on commentary the whole time, but then you need to explain why he's then okay with fighting his old buddies. Mm-hmm. Just because they're in different alignments doesn't make any friggin' sense. That's why, like, either don't bring that up ever, or like, give him give him a reason. Like the 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 thing that there's a ready made Balor Club versus a reformed Shield feud that they could run for a year on Raw. That I hope they're just biding their time until it's right. But you know, that's there's so much stuff you could do there. But they've kind of nerfed Gallows and Anderson to the point where nobody really thinks they're a threat, although they are, if you actually book them correctly. And you got Finn Balor, who when he when he does his uh, thing on Miz TV, to uh, uh, on the on the pay per view on the on the on the kickoff show, will be the first time he's talked since he's been back. Like we we need to know more about who you are, Enigma in a leather jacket. Yeah, they they did a good job of this on NXT of explaining who a lot of these guys were from Apollo Crews to right. Finn Balor to, I think I feel like a Tommy and maybe Nakamura too. Right. They, they did good, but uh, I don't know if they assume that people on raw already know there's a lot of people that don't, there's just not, I used to think that everybody did. No, nope. everybody doesn't. Uh, it seems like there's been some sort of like memo backstage only do suicide dives on at least two people. And Hey, if that's the case, Good. It makes more sense that way. This new Rollins finisher, it's duty, Alex. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, this is something that you and I disagree on. I think this is a stupid place to pull it out. Uh, for the first time to have him almost pedigree, Anderson, then reconsider and think better of it and pull out a move we've never seen him use before, except for if you're you know watching ganked YouTube videos of – uh, dark matches, uh, but mm-hmm. if that's if that's his big finisher, his new one, it's equally as dangerous as the curb stomp. Uh, mm-hmm. How do we know that? Because he friggin' broke, <laughs> smashed John Cena's nose bone into his brain. Like we know, this thing can really hurt somebody. He's if he is reckless, flinging your knees up near somebody's face is not the best way to be not be reckless. Um, also, it's just. 
not nearly as cool. Um, it's it's a wrist clutch into a high knee, and it's a rainmaker high knee. Yeah. I mean, good God, when we like we tried to think of finishers for guys and local companies and stuff, and one of them was like a, a wrist clutch into a back elbow, like where you take a bump, and really, it's it's hard out of that wrist clutch. A lot of people want to do it because it worked so well for Okada. I probably watched guys go through five or ten different variations of that stuff, and it's just not as easy. Maybe if he like took a little tumble off of it, but I don't know. How many finishes is the guy going to have? He had one that really worked, and they took it from him, but he had the, the springboard knee. He had that front DDT that he tried for a couple yeah. weeks. He had um, – what else did he have? He had the pedigree. Right. He's had this and, of course, the curb stomp. Right. The, the, the thing about how he brought it out now, like I'm thinking if you're going to really make a show out of I don't do Triple H's finisher anymore, I am making a choice not to do that. Like have him have to do make that choice. Like he's having the match with Samoa Joe and the first pedigree doesn't keep him down. And the second one, he gets a hand on the rope. And you know what? Now I'm going to try something new and that works. Then you could show it the next night on, on Raw and say, this is the new thing Seth Rollins is doing. Pretty cool, huh? But here it's just like against Carl Anderson in a tag match nobody cares about. It's just like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing that now. Like you could you could make this into a thing, but I guess they don't really want it to be a thing. What do you think Finn Balor, Miz do, Miz TV? You, you just think coup de gras, kick, stuff like that. He beats yeah, up Miz. Yeah, would probably do the Pele kick into a front drop kick out of the ring. Oh, excuse me. It's not he doesn't call it the Pele kick. We saw Corey Graves do that. Finn Balor calls it the overhead kick and. AJ Styles calls his the Pele kick. That's how they're different. But yeah, he'll do that. Um, I don't understand what they're doing. Uh, why is Dean Ambrose not defending the Intercontinental, Champ- Intercontinental Championship on a Raw pay per view? Like, just have that match with the Miz and get that friggin' over with. Maybe he will against Kurt Hawkins. For all move, we know, move it all. Move it on to something else. Yeah. Um... I wish they'd give Rollins the curb stomp back. Uh, Rollins versus Joe Sunday. Who wins? They they protected Samoa Joe. They have protected him. They, they have. They have. God, I don't know. A, a, a Joe win means it continues, which it probably will because they'll have a match at Extreme Rules, a no DQ or a false count anywhere or something. So probably Joe. I just want so many of these guys to move on to new things. Like, all the stuff you were doing before Mania, after Mania, I don't want to see it anymore. I want you to move on, get new stuff. I'm all for fresh matchups. Um, and, you know, I guess I'm kind of impatient that way. Uh, but, yeah, Joe wins, and then they have a blow-off match at Extreme Rules. I think that'd be a good call, too. Like I said, they protected Joe, and there has to be a reason for that. Yeah. I would think that there's a reason for that. But I guess you never know. Uh, Cass and Enzo against Anderson and Gallo Sunday. This is a toss-up for me. Uh, I um, it's on the kickoff show, so maybe the baby faces win to give the crowd a you know, hooray! Let's get excited for the rest of this pay per view. But if it were me, I would have Gallows Anderson win strong. Uh, I want to build these guys up as an as a real threat, even if they're not in the tag the title picture. 
because because when Balor turns heel on Seth Rollins, he needs really strong guys there as his backup. Uh, that is that is what I'm hoping. I want Finn Balor to say to Seth Rollins, "I blame you, screw you, and I want him to turn heel." I, th- I think it's there's a lot of very cool stuff you can have him do, and the the demon can be when he gets extra vicious. You know what I mean? Like, because really painting crazy teeth all over your body is not the most baby face thing to do. So you could easily tweak that into be a heel gimmick. But I mean, what is baby face anymore? Right. Exactly. Baby face is coming out and looking cool. And that's, that's what he does in the deep. Right. At least to some people, they think he looks cool. Yeah, sure. Sasha Banks defeated Alexa bliss via count out. Alexa bliss shuts down the what chance by saying Alexa, Alexa bliss is the best. Say what? Uh, These Bailey promos though. I'm so so sick of them. Then you hear her on commentary and how natural she is and how in in that character and, and how naive she is. Sasha Banks comes out to shut Alexa up, but Alexa just is so far ahead of these two girls on the mic. Meanwhile, these two girls are so far ahead of her in the ring. Mm-hmm. Probably probably something that needs to happen, a marriage that needs to happen where they can learn from each other. They have a short match. Alexa gets herself counted out. Um Bailey tries to throw Alexa back in the ring, but Alexa escapes only to attack her. Boy, did did Bailey look stupid here? Yeah, no, it was uh, it was really bad. The whole like Alexa saying saying to Kurt Angle, who made the match, like, no, I have a match on Sunday, and I don't want to get hurt for it, and I don't trust Sasha Banks. She's a little nuts, so I'm not going to get injured before my big title match on Sunday. I don't want to wrestle. And she takes the count out loss, which is her right. And she's leaving. She's leaving. She's not messing with anybody. She's just leaving. And Bailey goes and fetches her and is going to throw her back in the ring by her hair, which is the nicest thing in the world somebody could do if you're making Bailey this nice girl. Like, that's ridiculous. And then chases her backstage but stops. It's all, it, it was all so contrived. But the, for, forever, I hope that... Everyone gets the memo. This is what you do now when they what you. You do yep. this. And after three weeks, they'll never do it again. They've been doing nah, it for 20 goddamn years. And after, after they get shut down every time they do it for a while. It's only stop. 16 years. Just 16. Okay, um, 16, sorry. Who's winning Sunday? Bailey, Alexa. I'm, I think I'm going to go Alexa. I think so too. Uh, some... <laughs> Somebody posted on Twitter late last week, what if they're having the Charlotte versus Naomi match tomorrow so that Charlotte can be the first one to win both women's title uh, titles, mm. Raw and SmackDown, so that when Alexa does it, because they're definitely doing Alexa at, at payback, that she won't be the first, and it'll go down in history. Charlotte was the first to ever do it. Um, I, I think they'll, I think they're going to do it because if, if for no other reason you have um, – you have the, the, the hometown thing, which, which, <laughs> which Alexa brought up really well, and I thought she was actually going to talk about it. How nobody ever wins in their hometown, Bailey. You're so stupid. should have put this off until another day. Uh, but I, 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 I really do. I think, I think Alexa on the mic as champ is so good. And oh, yeah. she can then use that clout to have other people join her, maybe Emma or Naya as, as her muscle. That like you know, be be a diesel to her, you know, something like that. 
so she doesn't have to, uh, you know, fight all of her battles when she's, you know, four foot eleven. Obviously, have a long time reader or long time viewer in in the chat. He asks if the Rock Rock Bottom Baron Corbin who would sell. It is not the same. Just go look at the moves. Baron Corbin takes a hell of a back bump off that move. It's just yeah. not a rock bottom. It's a different. Right. It's a back bump. It's just not a rock bottom. I, what would be kind of uh, interesting to do is to, in, in, a, in a in a hypothetical dream match would have the Rock counter the end of days into a rock bottom. I could see you could you could you could convince me of that, but they're not the same thing. Yeah, I mean, you would have to throw Baron Corbin's arm. Yeah, over your head, and that's not. That's just not the way it works. Right, not the way it works. I don't think there's a move like that. Maybe who knows? Apollo Cruz defeated Kurt Hawkins. This is legitimately the 35th Cruz Kurt Hawkins match between live events and TV in seven months. I wrote that Hawkins had a pretty sweet back suplex. Then Apollo Cruz hit a toss power bomb and won. Titus O'Neil came out afterwards and took an awkward selfie with Apollo. You don't seem happy about this. I felt horrible for Apollo. Why? Like, this is the most entertaining thing he's done on the main roster. No, no, no. That last put that last bit, fine. And if that turns out to be something, okay. I have never heard a crowd so quiet when a guy comes out. Like that was that was the sound of crickets sleeping. Like they Man, you should watch any raw before like before the shield came along. It was getting rough. Well, I mean like uh, well in, in, let's say in this era, at least. I mean, no, but nobody cares about this guy. And the thing is, on commentary, they keep saying, like, this guy is pretty great in the ring, but he smiles too much. No, okay, great. You know, that's on you, right? The people who wrote the thing for the commentators to say, you can write something for Apollo Crews to do that isn't just smile a lot. So hopefully this thing with Titus somehow... Gets him over, but Apollo Cruz is another one of those guys. Like I, I tweeted that Baron Corbin was right, and Apollo Cruz needs to go back to Ring of Honor, where work rate and spectacular ability in the ring is what's most important, and not I don't a think character. He wrestled for them. I know that's that's the joke. That was the no, joke. I, I remember people were upset about that, and I'm like, why would Baron Corbin know? Right, he that's the know. point. That's is that he joke. wouldn't know? Yeah, he would. Yes, he wouldn't know. I think they should make Hawkins and Ryder grow out their hair like AJ Styles and be his cronies. Well, just move Kurt Hawkins over to SmackDown. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Right? Why not? Who cares? Uh, I like the Titus O'Neil thing. This is the best use of him. Sure, because he's not a good wrestler. I can't. I remember those people that were like future main eventer, mm. eventual champion, and I'm like, what? Where? There was there was a this point guy? like. Two summers ago, where he had the hottest hot tag in wrestling. Yeah, he did. But that's about it, you know? So he was a hell of a hot tag. Yeah, but I think it's time for him to move into this role. And this is the Abraham Washington thing. And hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that because the nope. Abraham Washington thing never really got to take off. Right. It's, it's almost like the Waylon Mercy deal. It never got to take off. So you give Bray Wyatt that, and it never really gets to take off either. So <laughs> next uh, match is Miz and his partner against Ambrose and Y2J. Ambrose and Y2J are in the ring. Jericho wears his, his uh, jacket. Miz says his partner isn't here apparently. But Miz does have a big-ass zipper on that coat. That thing was huge. Yep, that was a big, very, very big zipper. He gets his legs beat to shit pretty quickly. Did you see how red they were? Yeah, there's a huge bruise on one of them. 
Like this notion that Miz isn't tough is just, and Ridiculous. even was perpetuated by Daniel Bryan legitimately for a little yeah. while. Like those were his yeah. actual thoughts. I'm like, this is weird. Like this dude, he is a tough dude. Right. Man. Um, Bray Wyatt shows up midway through this match. And for no reason, like we don't know why. Well, he shows up and he, yeah. he hits Mr. Abigail on Jericho and then does it to Miz too. Yes. Yes. So this, this yes. is just to, cause he's not on the same show as Orton. It's to say, Hey, we got a match Sunday. Right. And this is where I say, who's winning that match Sunday, Orton or Wyatt. I was going to say, obviously Orton, but now that it's a non-title match. And that's the thing. Have they said non-title? They don't mention it. Well, have they said non-title? They, they had a graphic on raw that said title match. Then the next graphic didn't say title match. So uh, if there, if it's not a title match, I mean, if it is a title match, they're not saying it's a title match anymore. But they used to be saying it was a title match. So that sounds so flat. Like like Wyatt wins and he gets no title. Where's his rematch? Well, this is the rematch from his championship rematch. Where right. is his championship right. rematch? Which I don't is, think people should get anyway. This is the thing. I, I I think they 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 have to keep the title on on Orton to go going forward. But because he's on SmackDown. But. Maybe they want somehow for for Bray to come out of this thing looking strong so that when Finn Balor beats him at their next feud, it means something. You know, like, I, I don't know. Um, it, it was, this is the thing about Bray Wyatt. He comes out, he just is like, blah, 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 and the lights go out and he comes out and he's there and he, uh, he beats up Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho and the, the crowd does not give a shit. Because they've been conditioned by the last few weeks that we don't care about this whole thing with Bray Wyatt. We just want it to all be over. And then, did you notice the pop when he hit Sister Abigail on the Miz? Because he now is out for himself. He doesn't care who he hit. Like, there, there was this wonderful time for like a week after Mania of last year. When when Bray Wyatt was like chaotic neutral, like he didn't, he was he was the Joker, like he didn't care who he screwed with, and that's hey, the listen, kind of guy you can do. Listen, listen, man, that it's the same thing that would have got Dean Ambrose over. It's the same thing that would get Braun Strowman over even more, and has. It's the same thing that would probably get have gotten Roman Reigns over. Uh-huh. It's the type of attitude that for some guys it just works and it makes them something special, and it's something that they deviate from so often because they're like, okay, now this will work. Well, we want to push it. We just want to do it this way. No, they just Bray Wyatt. It works. Should, but they they just won't stick. Should it. should fuck up everybody's Christmas. That's what he should be. He should be in for. He should want chaos all the time. Uh, and I, I mean, I think that'd be great if if, if like if he goes through uh, if he beats Orton somehow and he has this match with with Finn. And he somehow, or like, I don't know what he's going to do with Finn, but I, I would love it if he went from face to heel, face to heel on every, in every successive promo, I mean, a uh, 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 feud for program, because this yeah. guy can really work with anybody. He's just this crazy dude who doesn't care. Like, that's a thing that everyone can get behind because it's, it's, it's unique in wrestling, even when it shouldn't be. 
Very quickly, Owens, Jericho, who wins? I got to go Owens. Jericho's leaving, but I I don't put it past them to be like – to like switch the title to Jericho. Then Owens gets his rematch on SmackDown or something like that and then wins it again. Yeah. They could they could do it just just to have the the um you know the well we swerved you hi you all thought that was what's gonna happen because he's going yeah, on tour and you all knew it was gonna go on tour so we got gotcha, you gotcha um somebody mentions before I get, before you get that says SRS it feels like they wrote to WrestleMania and said crap <laughs> we had no plans <laughs> yeah it does feel that way yeah it um, does feel that way a lot of times it feels that way it's felt that way a lot recent in recent years. Um, I, I think I think Owens takes it, and I can't wait for AJ Styles versus uh, Kevin Owens program on SmackDown in in a feud over what is obvious with is apparently the most important title on the Blue Brand because no one gives two shits about Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal. It for our. Raw coverage, of course, we're back here tomorrow night after SmackDown Live with Anna Bauer. Congrats to her for winning Best Supporting Actress, American yeah. Music Award. I mean, you know, our American Movie Award, rather. We're winning Sheedies and Ryder University Awards and championships in WWN Live and Progress and Shane Helms out competing for the X Division title. Like, you know, it's just a normal day, no big deal. Anna's not that special winning awards. <laughs> Actually, she is, uh, and she's also way better than the main uh, actor in Supernatural. I've caught a couple of episodes of that on TV, and man, does that guy wish he was Keanu Reeves so bad. So bad. I may have poor taste in movies, but I have exquisite taste in television. And if if you like Supernatural, I am 99% sure when you go to a fancy restaurant, you order chicken fingers. Just, just saying. Just saying, that's the way it works. Also, Wednesday, guys, that Jimmy Van show is blowing up. That show is unlike any that we have. Uh, it's the founder of Fightful.com and the guy who's helping carry his vision out that he appreciates so, so much. More than, more than you all could measure is how much he appreciates me. He was messaging me during the show asking me to apologize to the guy who misheard us about Braun Strowman. Yeah. Saying I should be a bipartisan journalist. And I said, <laughs> it kind of undermines my point, Jimmy. The guy wasn't listening, but I'm sure he'll bust my balls about it Wednesday because that's what it is. It's the SRS gets his balls busted by Jimmy Van podcast. Uh, check that out. Somebody asked why my lights are so low. I think it's plenty bright. It's on my face. You all got to see my guitar a little bit better. I've got rope lights in the back making it look nice. Hey, get on my level, you guys. Check out Anna Bauer's Most Ridiculous. It's up on the sidebar. Check out that J.J. Dillon Retro Show. Register for Fightful.com. Get early access to the Shane Helms and the Matt Riddle podcasts. Matt had a big weekend. Like four big matches. Uh, House of Hardcore said that he double booked himself. We're going to talk about that. Somebody says SRS Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead is not really in the same universe. I'm sorry for this. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Confirmed first season. Sorry. I'll talk about that on a members-only show one time. Follow Alex at Palowski the uh, the fourth? Fourth. The fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow at Fightful Wrestle, at Fightful MMA, at Fightful Online. Subscribe. It really helps. Thanks for pushing us past 4,000, guys. I really appreciate it. We're, we're approaching the one-year mark here in a couple of months. Pretty awesome growth we've been seeing lately. 
Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. You all mean the world to us. Till next time, we're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.